Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Cover Zero podcast, the show where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells, and it's the offseason. We're here. It's going to be a long few months, but we still got some NFL to cover. Uh, joining me today, we got Moob and Spills. Usually, you know, I give a little anecdote about what's happening in the season, but we have nothing to talk about. All of our teams are on vacation, essentially. So what's up, I guess? How's life? <laughs> oh, life's good. Can't complain. I mean, I wasn't on last week. I wish I was to, you know, prop up the Chiefs and uh, Mahomes, but it is what it is. I'm wearing the jersey today. Not a fan, though. I'm a big fan of Mahomes, but, you know, don't get twisted. That's where it ends. But, yeah, doing, doing good. It's nice to have a day off. Wow. All right. Well, I mean, we can start off with, I guess, some Chiefs news. Uh, Eric Bieniemy, the Chiefs offensive coordinator for – He's been there for a long time. Like, like he's been there since Andy Reid's been there, right? He's been there since uh, I, Andy Reid, I think, or at least maybe since okay. or something. But Not he's been, the OC for that long, though. But no, no, he's been the yeah. OC every year with Mahomes, though. It's been the yeah, I think okay. five, either five or six years. No, but anyways, yeah. Well, either way, he is out from the Chiefs. He's basically taking a lateral move to be the offensive coordinator for the Commanders. Uh this is kind of him getting his shot because, I mean, he got interviewed for I don't know how many had different head coaching jobs. And now, finally, he can prove that he can run his own offense without Andy Reid. I think the Commanders is a good spot. I think Ron Rivera is probably out the door by the end of next year. So he'll probably just be head coach and waiting if he does a good job. But it's not a bad spot to land for him. It isn't at all. I mean. Um... I think it could either go two ways, right? Because they did hire him as a, the assistant head coach as well. So yeah. he, there might be a plan in place where if Rivera were to be fired at some point during the season, that he would become the interim head coach and mm-hmm. maybe uh, have the interim tag taken off at the end of the year. But yeah, I mean, he had, he was with the chiefs for a long time. He, he realized that he was never going to get a coaching opportunity as long as he was beyond the shadows of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, he's going off to um, on his own to see if he can do it. And if he could do it, he definitely does deserve a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, like, it's uh, – he didn't really have a choice at this point. Um, I mean, the Chiefs are just going to continue to operate the way they've been operating. I don't think they'll, uh, they'll miss a beat. Um, Nagy's going to have everything he needs to succeed. and and look good in that position again. So um, he's got some pieces to work with. Um, I know we're going to talk about the quarterbacks later, and I think they're uh, pretty set on one guy, uh, that being Howell. But um, as for the actual weapons on the team, I think they got a bunch of pieces to work with. They got some speedy Mm -hmm. guys and uh, pieces that you'd like to see in the Chiefs type of offense. So we'll see what uh, they can cook up over there in Washington. Should be a fun year for the Commanders. I mean, they do have a lot of pieces on that offense, like you just said. We'll see if they can put something together. And 
maybe make a playoff run, but long way away from that long off season. Uh, other notes. So Justin Gannon, who we know is the new cards head coach. Uh, you guys saw that really awkward ass video of him. He's uh, a weirdo. That was outrageous. Yeah. And it's not even like, and I saw people comparing him to like, oh, well, no, he's just like a Mike McDaniel. He's just like that awkward, funny. No, Mike McDaniel is awkward, but he's actually funny. Justin Gannon, that was just pure awkward. He was looking up the guys up and down, making sure. Oh, God. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I have horrible, horrible vibes right from from that hire. And again, like I think we said last week, Jason, uh, yeah, this is like the easiest lock of a top three pick next year. This team is going to be so, so bad. They're going to be dreadful. But yeah, it's not off to a good start where, I mean, I guess it can only go up from here if you're the Cardinals. So not a bad thing. So, uh, and then last note that I have down, uh, Jim Bob Cooter, best name in football is the new Colts offensive coordinator. Uh, Last time he was an OC, he was with the Lions back. I think it was like 2015 to 18. Uh, Last season, he was the passing game coordinator for the Jags. So, He's got his chance to be an OC again. He's only 38. So I don't know. I think it's a good hire, but again, this Colts team is in stage one of a rebuild. So they got lots, lots of pieces to move around and still, still try to figure some stuff out. But I don't know. Do you guys have anything on Jim Bob Cooter? I mean, (laughs) other than his really, you know, cool, funny unique name i mean not really much i know he's gotten some oc uh interviews throughout the process this year but yeah i mean like you said that colts team is uh work in progress so it's way too early to judge now yeah i just think uh yeah people overall across the league were pretty intrigued with uh the strides that the jags passing game had at least and um i think uh then, like you said, he gets his chance to likely get a pick at whichever uh, quarterback him and uh, Steichen want to work with, and we'll see what they can do from there. But again, like you said too, it's uh, a very broken roster right now, and um, I'm not sure what it's going to look like yet, but again, might be another tough year for the Colts. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I don't have any other notes. Again, I mean, first week after the Super Bowl, it's a slow week. Maybe we can talk about the XFL because they did some kind of cool shit with the rules. Like, I like the fourth and 15 instead of an onside kick. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, the onside kick, very, like, low percentage, especially since they changed the rules a couple years ago. I think it's, like, less than, like, 5% uh, conversion rate or something. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I saw a play yesterday. I couldn't tell you which teams it was, but there was a team down by, I think, like, 12. And in the span of a couple plays, they took the lead and won the game. Because like I think, because I think there's also a rule there where you can get instead of like a two point conversion, you yeah, can get a three point conversion. Yeah. So, don't know how I feel about that, but uh, and the other rule that I liked that they had was I I don't know if you guys saw the video of uh, uh of the kickoffs. Yeah, the kickoffs. Where the kick, kicker was basically standalone by himself, and then the two teams were at I think like the thirty yard line or something, lined up five yards apart but both teams couldn't move until the returner actually caught the ball. And 
I think 90% of the kicks were returned during the week. So I'm all for making kickoffs an actual play again, instead of what we have right now, where it's just an automatic touchback. It seems like make it an actual play again in the league. So I'm happy the XFL's playing around with the rules. Hopefully maybe the NFL can adopt some of those at some times if they do work, but I'm happy that we kind of have like a tester league for the NFL at this point. Yeah, it was also pretty hilarious to see uh, Ben DiNucci throwing a touchdown pass to Josh Gordon. It's just like <laughs> something you, ne- you never really think you'd see a headline <laughs> for that. But uh, no. it was actually kind of a nasty play. I don't know if you guys saw the the highlight. Yeah, it was a nice, it was. Uh, nice little flip pass in the corner. Pat Mahomes-esque. Yeah, someone tweeted that. That was, uh, <laughs> was something. Jason, I'm surprised you didn't bring up the news about uh, the Dolphins today. There was news about the Dolphins today, other than the Vic Fangio like press conference. Unless I yeah, missed it completely. Ronaldo Hill is your new oh, uh, right. passing game coordinator. You poached yeah, him. Fucking stole your defensive coordinator for he, he took a demotion. He's wanted yeah. to get out there, apparently. No, it, actually he got he got forced out. It, he effectively got oh, fired. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was a it was a mix of both. It was uh <laughs> it, yeah, it, it was either they were gonna lose potentially both Ansley and uh, Donatelli, but uh, they said, no, we're going to keep both of these guys here and uh, see you later, Ronaldo Hill. So um, we'll see what he can do. Uh, I mean, he, he's worked with Fangio in the past. Uh, yeah, he again, was a lot of talent. Was, I, I think he was the DC or he was working for him in Denver when Fangio yeah. was the head coach. I don't know what his role was there, but I'm excited for it. I think that that's a good piece to just kind of take away automatic like he's just like it is a demotion technically for him but it's like yeah he's working with one of the best defensive minds in football right now so and, and on a, a stepping pretty, stone because yeah. uh like Fangio yeah he's subbing in as a DC this year so Dolphins defense goes nuts next year he's going to be right back atop of the head coaching uh list I think I think they just wanted to have another piece to potentially succeed uh if he does uh, leave. I definitely agree with that. Uh, we ready to finally get into some NFL draft talk after all these months oh, yeah. of talking about it. Finally put on. Okay. I'll be, I'll be completely honest. My, uh, I'm I like, I haven't done too, too much on, onto the prospects. I know some of the big names, but we'll, uh, we'll see how much in, in detail you, you guys got here. I have a couple names that stand out, but. All right. Well, I think how it's going to work. So we'll give the 10. Uh, I think we'll just each give our number 10, each give our number nine, each give our number eight and just kind of go through it like that. Uh, So I guess I'll start off with my number 10 and I'm going to go with USC receiver Jordan Addison. He is my number 10 10 player overall currently. Uh, He can just kind of do it all. Again, I'm not really sold on this draft class as a whole. I don't think, I think there's two really special players and everyone else just kind of falls in line right now. Uh, But yeah, I really like Jordan Addison. He's my number one wide receiver. He can kind of do it all. can play on the outside, play in the slot. Uh, People have questions about his size. I don't really think it matters, but yeah, I got Jordan Addison at number 10 right now. Yeah, I do. I do have him in my top ten as well. Uh, I have him a little higher up, actually. 
It was uh, very, very big on him. But uh, <laughs> Mubi, uh, I'll let you go ahead here. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't have Jordan Addison in the top 10, but he is a very good prospect. Uh, you know, the Volknikov winner last year went to UFC, put up even bigger numbers this year. So, I mean, really good player. The only reason I wouldn't have him in the top 10 is I question the ceiling a bit. I mean, he's going to be a really productive player, but I, I feel like maybe the athleticism is going to, or the lack thereof, I should say, is going to hold him back from being one of the true elites in the in, in the league, uh, like ceiling-wise. Uh, but for my number 10, I'm going to go quarterback here, and I got Anthony Richardson from Florida. I mean, Anthony okay. Richardson is kind of like the – prototype boom bust type of QB. He like profiles as like a really athletic tight end, but he plays quarterback and can throw the ball about 80 yards. So, I mean, he's, he's going to be a fun player to, you know, to watch throughout the draft process, but I, I like him and I am a number 10. Yeah. I think Richardson's solid. He's not going to crack my top 10. I don't think he is in this entire draft process. Cause I mean, he is so boomer bust, but the talent is there that like he's so fucking talented. So if he can get in the right situation, it's all about situation and coaching once you get to the NFL. And if he can get to the right spot, some, some team is going to land an absolute weapon. And again, like, I think like there's a chance just with all like the need uh, in the quarterback position and just like the talent, the raw talent that he has is a chance that he could go in the top 10. Uh, but I wouldn't necessarily have him as a top 10 player right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, my 10th player on the list or on my list here is, uh, uh, what's his name? Broderick Jones. So there's a big boy tackle from Georgia. Uh, yeah. he's just an absolute monster. Uh, had a hell of a, hell of an, uh, senior bowl. And, um, yeah, I know. I just think he'll be a plug and play player at, uh, at left tackle and he'll have a lot of success. Yeah, I mean, I feel like any starters on the Georgia team are just automatic first-round starter players in the NFL. And, yeah, that guy's a fucking monster. He's massive. So is he your number one tackle, or are we going to see someone later on the list? Uh, No, I got – sorry, no, I have him at two. Okay. So there will be one higher, yeah. Interesting, interesting. All right. Um, all right, well, I'll just go with my number nine, and I got Miles Murphy, uh, the edge defender out of Clemson. Again, this is a lot of subject to change. We're very early, at least for us in the draft season process. I'm just gonna say, like, it's it's weird for me this year because like I love the draft, but I have no stake in the draft this year. I have no first round picks. Yeah. <laughs> Miami lost their first round pick because we That's fucking true. tampered with that old man Tom Brady. <laughs> And here we are. So I'm still excited for the draft, but so yeah, I got Miles Murphy number nine right now. Uh, again, super athletic, super. It's just there's. I mean, fuck. I'm literally just gonna read off Daniel Jeremiah's like notes here. Like apparently he just kind of stalls out with like his bull rush. He doesn't have a ton of pass pass rush moves, but that's always something you can work on, something you can develop. So I like Miles Murphy at nine right now. Yeah, Miles Murphy to me. <laughs> extremely raw i think he's one of the younger players in the draft as well he has lots Mm -hmm. of tools 
So, I mean, maybe he can tap in eventually and, you know, but to me, I probably just be, keep him out of the top 10 so far. I mean, this is a, like you guys mentioned earlier, this isn't really the strongest of drafts. Um, but yeah, he's, he's an interesting player to me. I mean, I, I would consider him maybe in, in the mid round as kind of like a um, a developmental type of uh, edge rusher, like so similar to like a Daniel mm-hmm. Hunter type. But uh, we'll see. I, I I do I do like his upside though. Uh, for my number nine, I went with Quinn Johnson, uh, wide receiver TSU, TCU. Nice. He's really uh, he's super athletic. He has all the physical tools. I kind of think of him as like a poor man's DK Metcalf, where he has the vertical speed, he has the leaping ability, the size, the frame, everything you want from uh, from an X receiver. Uh, the only thing is he's just not as physically dominant as uh, as the DK Metcalf. And I also, you know, with guys those big like that big, you have you question their wiggle. And, you know, if he doesn't have the athleticism to take the top off the defense and be that dominant force, um, then I'm not sure what, what kind of role he, there is for him in the, in the league. I, I really like Quinn Johnson as a prospect. It's just, again, I like a lot of these wide receivers, but none of them are like mind blowing to me right now. Like I have Jordan Addison at 10 and even I think that might be a little too high for him. Like, and again, you move, you said it like, uh, I think his athleticism is questionable a little bit. And I think the combine for a lot of these guys is going to be huge for their draft process. So I'm interested to see what he actually runs at the combine. Cause if he runs a high four, four or something, then draft stock through the roof for me anyways. Yeah, nice. Uh, so we got no, I like uh, I like Quinn and Johnson too. I'd always get just some some Mike Williams vibes out of him too. Um, just I think he could be that type of player, um, but he's not going to be in my top ten just because I think there's two receivers that have more just athletic upside and are just kind of better for what the league is trending towards. Starting with the guy I have at number nine, Zay Flowers. Um, nice. I'm like I'm incredibly like super 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 high on him uh, i just think he has like this type of twitch that no other player in the class really has he's really good in open space and can be a really good yak receiver um and he just really good with the ball in his hands and uh also i think he's a really good route runner so um again but people are trying to the wide receiver class is a little weird there's a bunch of guys that uh, you can find 10 different people that will have 10 different top fives it's really just kind of a big like flock of people mm-hmm. um, and it, like, we'll see again, not like you said, after the combine, I can meet, maybe some stuff will change here, but right, right. out uh, where we're at now, I think I just want to try and get ahead on Zay flowers. Cause I think, uh, I think uh, he can be really good in the, in the league. Yeah. He's just been shooting up draft boards, like basically since college football season has ended and Right now, yeah, he's definitely a first-round p- prospect, but would not shock me if by April he's the number one receiver off the board, the way people are talking about him right now. So can't knock that. I think that's a little 
I don't know. It's like me having Pickens in like my top 10, my number one receiver, like the entire process. I think putting Zay Flowers at nine right now is you're calling your shot that he's going to be the number one guy by the end of the process. Basically. Yeah. And then, uh, right. like, again, I haven't done enough research on, like, I haven't done, I haven't gone into the edge guys yet. So I've heard it's a mm-hmm. rich edge class, but like, I haven't, like, singled out any edge players. To be it's clear. early. Yeah. It's early. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, my number eight prospect here. I'm going to go corner, and I'm going to go Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois. So I like his size. He's six feet, 180. Uh, very physical corner. It's just, yeah, I I like him. I think he plays coverage well. He's instinctive. Again, corner, it's the toughest position to play. Actually, second toughest position to play in football. Quarterback's the toughest. I think trying to match up with, I mean, these guys who we're talking about at wide receiver on the other side, and they know what routes they're running, and you as a defensive corner just have to react. It's all about reaction, and he does that well. So I have him at number eight right now. No, I'm definitely a fan of uh, Witherspoon as well. I'll have him higher up on my list. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll chat a bit, a bit more about him later. Yeah, and uh, I like Witherspoon as well. And uh, since we're on the topic of corners, my number eight pick um, is, or number eight ranked player is another corner, a different corner though, Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. Yeah. Very, very good. I mean, he has the the prototypical size, length, and athleticism that you want from a shutdown corner. I mean, he's what, 6'2 or something like 6'1, 6'2 really long arms, the plus side of 200, super athletic, mm-hmm. great ball skills, really good in man coverage. I think he had four interceptions this year. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that's really impressive. There's not that many guys that, that can say they did that. Uh, so, I mean, the only thing I would say about him is uh, how is he going to test? Like we mentioned at nauseum so far, I mean, it's really early in the process. Uh, combine is, I think, next week, which is something mm-hmm. that gets me excited. Um, and we'll know a lot more about these guys. But yeah, so far I have him on my number eight. I like him a lot. I, I like, like, I think this corner class too is, I mean, we just said it with the wide receivers is you can look at five different like draft experts, like uh, prospect rankings. And yeah, I see the corners. I see them all mixed in like, like who's actually number one. So it's a solid year if you want a corner. That's for damn sure. Yeah. I had him like just outside the top 10, but definitely a fan as well. Mm-hmm. Um, at number eight, I got, and again, I just wanted to get both of these tackles in here just because I think they're athletic specimens and are just going to be like for sure lock franchise left tackles. So I got Paris Johnson at number eight. Um, Interesting. Again, I, I think he was just like, really really solid for Ohio State this year and uh has a lot of athletic upside I don't see a lot of uh red flags when I see him playing um and I think he has good versatility as well even if he's not going to be a left tackle I think he can also play on the other side but uh he's a big big body and has room to grow as well so so interesting big on those two tackles so, yeah, you don't have my number one tackle in your top 10 then. Interesting. 
Yeah. But we're probably talking about uh yeah. Skoronsky, but yeah. We'll get to him soon enough. But yeah, again, like I think Paris Johnson's one of those people who right on the fringe of my top ten also. Again, lots of people can be moved. I'm not really sold on these quarterbacks, and I'm going to talk about one of them right now. Uh, I have CJ Stroud, number seven. Um, I don't like this quarterback group, if we're really being honest. I think they all have the ability to play in the NFL, be high-end starters. I don't know if any of them will ever live up to be like that top five quarterback, elite-type quarterbacks, but... I think the floor on all of them is extremely low. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like C.J. Stroud. I think he's more along as a passer than than Fields was coming out of Ohio State. But Fields gives you the dynamic option of rushing the ball. Like with like, he's so good with his legs. Where Stroud is like a marginally better passer than him right now, and he isn't dynamic with his legs. So it's just kind of like what's the upside with Justin Fields or with, uh, with CJ Stroud? I think his peak will be a top 10 quarterback in the league if he makes it, but that's solid, but I don't know. Mm. I like CJ Stroud. He's my number seven right now is what it is. Yeah, I I totally agree. I'm not sure what his upside is, but um, to me, he can be kind of like that. Jared Goff, Derek Carr type of quarterback, if all things mm-hmm. you know turn well. But I mean, uh, like you said, I'm uh, I'm not really a fan of this QB draft. Um, there are some interesting players though, but other mm-hmm. than that, I mean, I do like CJ Stroud. I mean, as a Panthers fan, because you know you'd kill for for a Derek Carr, Jared Goff type right now. So I mean, I'm sure a lot of teams would be interested in that, but. But yeah, I agree so far with uh, for, for what you said with that. Um, what my number seven uh, overall player in this is uh, Bijan Robinson. Again, number seven player. I wouldn't necessarily take him in the top ten, but wow. his talent is unquestionable. I mean, he has really good size, six feet, two twenty, but his agility is is what uh, and what wows people. I mean. He so led awesome. the league. He, he led the league in, uh, according to PFF, in like missed tackles and by like a wa- wide margin. And in their like grading history, they haven't seen it. Someone make as many like defenders miss as him. He's really, really good as a runner. I'm, and like I said, he's got that size. Most of these guys coming in nowadays, like if you look at the other guys that that do those type of things, like like those Camaras, the McCaffreys of the world, all those guys. They're not 220. I mean, so he, he's got that size on him. He has the uh, the agility. We'll see what he tests at the combine. I'm not so sure about the straight line speed. But, I mean, again, he's a running back. So it doesn't really matter too much, straight line speed. But, but yeah, I mean, I really like him as a player. Wouldn't probably take him to the top 10, top 15. But whoever takes him is getting an absolute stud. Yeah, that's for damn sure. Yeah, I, I fucking love Bijan Robinson so much. He's so good. He's so fun to watch. So yeah, here's our first matching uh, ranking of the night. That Bijan Robinson at seven as well. Uh, kind of on the same page here with Moob. Like, is he going to be a top ten pick? Probably not, just because I think the NFL has kind of moved away from taking uh, running backs in the top ten. But mm-hmm. if someone did, and again, uh, Eagles have 
a lot of problems with their secondary at least and they'll have some holes they need to fill but if they think they can get away with a luxury pick at number 10 and they want to take a guy like robinson i wouldn't ridicule them for that crazy Um, that would be uh completely insane again yeah i just think he's um i don't want to go too too far back here but probably the best running back prospect we've got in the last uh, few years at least and uh he's gonna instantly best running back prospect since saquon like easily yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think you can just lock him in just pending injury or like I, I like saying he doesn't get injured, but if he doesn't get injured, he'll get 1600 yards and 15 touchdowns. Yeah. No, I, yeah, he's, he's great. He'll be and one I mean, of those I guys have him in my top 10. Hmm? I said, yeah, I'm just saying he'll be like one of those guys, like three down workhorse, just ready to roll and. Um, yeah, he's. I don't, I don't see him struggling at all. He'll be ready out right at the gate. Instant bell cow back will be taken yeah. early in fantasy drafts next year. Hundred yeah. percent. Top ten um, fantasy pick. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, let's just keep it moving. My number six. I'm going back to the quarterback. Well, uh, the smallest QB to ever play football, uh, Bryce Young. So I think Bryce Young has all of these elite level traits that we want in a quarterback, except he's tiny. He is so small, which if he makes it and he works in the NFL, he is truly one of a kind because at least Kyler has like some bulk to him. Yeah. Bryce Young is like 5'9", 170. He's like, he's just small. So, I don't know. I have a lot of questions about it. Again, we shouldn't size shouldn't matter, but it also does like, I don't know. He's just a complete outlier in terms of the success at the quarterback position. You don't have people that small. Small is like when we talk about quarterbacks is like five ten, five eleven. He's like below average height for just like a man in society. Like he's just tiny. So I like him. I just don't know if it's going to work again. Boomer bust people like players we're talking about here at the quarterback position. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, I'm not going to get into it too much because spoiler alert, he is on my list. So I'm going to talk about it a little bit more, uh, yeah. but I do agree for, uh, for the most part of, of uh, what you're saying. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead here and, my number six prospect is Devon Witherspoon for everything that you guys uh, mentioned earlier. I mean, to me, he, he another one of those guys who has the ball skills. He has the um, athleticism. The size is he's, he's a bit on the lighter side. And uh, one thing that really worries me about him is, you know, just the one year of production. I mean, he wasn't anything too special in his, uh, his, you know, freshman or sophomore season or anything. And he didn't really have this extensive, you know, high school background. I think he started playing later on in his, his uh, high school career. So did, we'll see yeah. about him. I, I, I really love the tape this year, though. And uh, I, I think he could be a really solid um, NFL corner. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean. We both talked about him already. We both love him. So, yeah, you like him more than us, though, apparently. So, 
And Fair I like enough. Him more than I like him more than both of you. So we'll, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait for where I slot him in. So we're on six, right? Um, yeah. 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 So here's my second and top receiver right now. Um, Again, I think when it gets closer to the draft, I'm going to switch on this, but I think it's just more fair to have him up here. And again, I'm really high on both of these players, but uh, Jordan Addison at number six. Um, I just think he's another guy in this class where you want to just get the ball in his hands and let him do the rest. Uh, And I think he's just a really good route runner. And uh, he's got also breakaway speed, which is just very valuable in the league uh, today. So I think he'll have a lot of fits on a lot of teams. And um, just got to find ways to get the ball in his hands and uh, and let him work. So um, I'm not – I don't know if he's kind of on the Garrett Wilson level for me, but uh, I think they can be similar types of players. Yeah, no, I mean, completely valid. I got Jordan Addison at 10. Again, I think it's a good wide receiver class. I don't know. It, it, it It's just weird how I'm shaking out like prospects right now. Again, I need to do a deeper dive to actually like properly rank them. But there's so many wide receivers that could be in my top 10. And again, we've, we've been saying it any order really, but we all I'm like always Jordan. biased to the skill players I find more than I should be. Uh, yeah. So maybe I have to just give everyone else a more fair chance when I do the, the more of a deep dive, but. Um, yeah. Okay, well, I'll move on. We'll go into the top five here. And I'm going to start with my number five player, uh, Tyree Wilson Edge out of Texas Tech. The guy's just huge. Like, if you want it, like, he's 6'6", 275, like, really good athleticism. This is, like, if you want a build of, like, an edge player, like, that's who you want at, like, your defensive end position, like, rushing off the edge. So, again, I think he's raw, but does he have the talent? He does. He's a senior. So, yeah, he's my number five player right now. I didn't have him in in my top ten. And this just goes down to me not thinking this is a very good draft at all. I mean, he's being propped up as like a top ten pick. Some people might even take him in the top five. Who knows? But – I mean, I just don't think he's put out the, uh, you know, enough. I don't. He, he's he's like a to me. He's like a project. But he's also been in school for a while too. It's just, I mean, he has the size and the frame. You know, he could probably be really really good. See how he tests. But uh, as of right now, um, I I think I think I think. Putting him in the top ten for me would be a bit too rich, but uh, but definitely a first round pick for me for sure. I think when it's all said and done, just kind of what Jason pointed out, just regarding his size and the way that he moves at such a big like frame, he's kind of giving off that uh, this year's Trayvon Walker kind of vibe. I think um, just athletic specimens and just like you said, you want the dream edge player. You you get get his build so we'll see what happens and i think uh this execs will continue to fall in love with him as the process goes on and uh he'll probably end up definitely in the top 10 maybe as high That's as right. and, I, and i think it's way more common for gms to fall in love with traits and potential instead of guys who 
have the tools to play immediately and still get better. And he's one of those guys where people will fall in love with just because of the way he looks and his, yeah, like his raw athleticism. But then will it be there? I don't know. Again, a lot of it comes down to coaching, but I like him right now. We'll see how I feel about him in April. Um, yeah. So my number five guy. Oh, is, yeah, I still uh, haven't. I still haven't uh, said. Oh, I hijacked you. One sec. Um, <laughs> my so now we're really getting into like the quarterback territory for me. Um, with and with my like fifth prospect, uh, I went with Will Levis. So Ooh. I mean, a lot, really high for a lot of people's eyes. Um, number five, kind of rich, but um, but yeah, to me, Will Levis, he's played in a pro style offense before. I mean, he lost his offensive coordinator to the Rams, and now he's back at Pitt. But now, uh, or sorry, not Pitt. Now he's back uh, at Kentucky, but Will Levis is gone. He also lost Wendell Robinson. So, I mean, he had a really poor season for a top quarterback prospect but once you put everything into account i mean didn't have good protection didn't have good receivers i mean the coaching wasn't very good at all by by the you know evidence that his offense coordinator got fired after one year so yeah i mean in in a right system he can probably be a pretty solid i mean pretty solid quarterback in the nfl but yeah as, as of right now i have him as my number five prospect Again, he's just one of those guys that he's got the tools, he's got the big arm. It's just, can he put it all together at the end of the day? And I don't know. I I think I have him as my number four quarterback right now, just because I think Anthony Richardson just does have a way higher ceiling than him. But and I think their floors are honestly pretty similar. So, but yeah. I don't have Levis in my top 10. Uh, again, he's a talented athletically has a rocket arm uh i just think he's pretty inaccurate when it's all said and done and uh he's just really inconsistent for me so again if he gets the right coaching in the right situation maybe he can figure it out uh just a little too raw right now and kind of just like what jason said i think if i'm going to take a chance on a guy that's really raw i'd rather take that chance on anthony uh, richardson so mm-hmm. uh yeah i don't know we'll see uh just seems like a kind of quarterback that the Colts would fall in love with regardless of <laughs> of what what kind of player he really is but I think he'll definitely end up going in the top five and uh and the quarterbacks always at after the combine to usually cement themselves at the top of uh the draft even though it's not a strong mm-hmm. strong quarterback draft it's uh yeah uh what are we on five five yeah Okay, I have Bryce Young here. Um, I wanted to have him lower, but I think I have to be fair just to like the talent that he has. Um, he's a really, really good playmaker, very accurate. And uh, I think in the right situation, he can be a very good player in this league and have a lot of production. But like, I'm pretty sure if I tackled him, I could hurt him. Uh, that's, that's just really what we got to say about his frame. He's just really, really small, and I don't think he's going to be durable enough. Um, and it's not like he's overly uh, elusive to avoid contact. Uh, likes to stand in the pocket a lot too. So I think he's going to get his fair share of crunching, and 
I don't I don't see it with him. Someone's gonna take him high, and he's gonna. I, I don't think he's gonna have a great career, but uh, we'll see. I'm not a fan of him. I don't like I'm not. I only like one quarterback in this draft, and uh, I'll chat about him in a bit. But um, is it Stetson Bennett? He's rising up the board for me. He's been uh, <laughs> he's been putting out some good some good uh, some good uh, tape, I guess, recently with uh, his his uh, workout sessions. I don't know if you've been seeing these, but he's been throwing some cannons. God, You're looking everyone good. Throw a cannon fucking ball in practice. <laughs> See, the, 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 thing, the thing about Bryce Young is if you want to just understand how small he is at, at the position, he is essentially the same size as Chu. And he's going to go out there and play football <laughs> on Sundays against grown men. Like, give, give Chu maybe like a couple, you know, a, a diet of like steaks like five five days a week for like a month. And then that's Bryce. That's Bryce Young right there. I'm not comping him to Tua, but I think he's going to need a similar situation and type of offense to succeed the way Tua had success this year. Um, I'm not. Again, I'm not saying that they're the same type of quarterback, no, but not at all. I th- I think just like he'll need um, an offense and playmakers that he can get the ball to in space quickly, and then kind of just go from there. Um, and he'll definitely need a rock solid O line to make sure that he doesn't get flattened. Well, the one thing about that is usually teams picking in the top five don't have any of those things. So <laughs> he might be screwed. But Unless, uh, unless uh, only one team that I can think of is the Panthers. They have a, a pretty decent line right now. But that's, I think the Panthers are the only team where any of these rookie quarterbacks can go to, and I'll be confident in the situation. Yeah. But they Other than that, play. mystery. But, uh, okay, I'll move on to my number four player right now. Uh Peter Skronsky, uh tackle out of Northwestern. I just think he's the most solid, consistent tackle in this group. Uh, I don't think his upside is as high as the other two, but you want a guy who's going to be plug and play day one. He's the guy. I know some people are a little concerned about his length at the position, but, and then like, oh, maybe they can move him into guard. Yeah, if you want to move him in the guard, sure. He can play tackle perfectly fine. I think, yeah, I think he's going to be a day one starter. I don't know if he'll ever hit, like, the all-pro, Pro Bowl level, but he's going to be a starter in this league for years to come. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. There's always these uh, – I mean, I, I hate to use uh, conferences and teams, but, I, I mean, it always feels like the, the, the Big Ten has these – tackles that are just that go insane in the NFL for, for some weird mm-hmm. reason. But, uh, but yeah, I, I really like um, Skaronski. I didn't put him in my top 10. I don't have any tackle in my top 10, but for me, he is my tackle one. And then, then we go down, you know, the Paris Johnsons of the world and et cetera, et cetera. But uh, yeah, I really like that. I mean, I wouldn't, I didn't put him in the top 10, like I said, but to me, I think he would be a very good player and a long time starter in the NFL you know, injuries mm-hmm. permitting. Uh, and speaking about Big Ten, my next pick is quarterback from Ohio State, C.J. Stroud, my number four uh, overall prospect. The thing about him is I think that in a draft where you have all these question marks with the quarterbacks, whether that be Will Levis or Anthony Richardson, you know, really low uh, floors, 
Uh, and then you have Bryce Young, where you don't know he's going to hold up. To me, C.J. Stroud is the the most. Um, I mean, the, he's the, the, the safest. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, a, he's the safest pick. And if he goes to a team with a good offensive line um, and some weapons, I have no doubt in my mind that he's going to be a very good, you know, starting QB for a very long time in the league. Uh, will he be top five? Probably not, but maybe he could pass something around the top fifteen range for for a while. So uh, I really like mm-hmm. him. You know, I'm uh, definitely very high on Stroud, and uh, I'll chat about him in a minute, but not yet. Uh, number four, I have Witherspoon. Um, I think he's, like, for me, the top corner. Uh, he should be a top 10 pick. Uh, he's just a really, really uh, steady corner in coverage. And, again, you need that more than anything in uh, in this league now, guys, who you can trust on the outside. He's really feisty, so he's got to be uh, – Gotta be careful. He can be subjected to some flags in the in the, how how soft everyone is these days. But he gives me uh he gives me uh Jair Alexander vibes, just kind of like that kind of hothead, but psycho. That's like really like nice and get gets in the receiver's head. So I think like he's a automatic plug and play upside of a Pro Bowl kind of player in right away in year one. Uh, he's just got to add some some juice on him because he's a little uh, little light right now, but I think he can uh, be really good. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to talk anymore about him because, I mean, <laughs> we've all said very good things about him. But I just uh, wanted to note on Skaronsky, uh quickly. Um, look, again, like when it's all said and done, maybe he does move up the process, but I think he just kind of has some of the, the same flags that Rashawn Slater had regarding uh, the um, the arm length. And again, it doesn't seem to be an issue for Rashawn Slater right now. He's a yeah, I mean, one of the best animal. <laughs> yeah, so I think they're actually like pretty similar uh, prospects. So we'll see if uh, he starts shooting up the rankings too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving into the top three here. Uh, this is where I have Bijan Robinson. I fucking love him. He is one of my like since he's been in college. He has been one of my favorite players to watch. He was always back of my mind. I hope the Dolphins can land him somehow. We're obviously not, but yeah, I just think he's so talented. Obviously, will he be a top three pick? No. Will he be a top 10 pick? No. Uh, Because that's just how the running back position is valued, though. But in terms of NFL prospects, he's one of the best ones available this year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, for everything that you said, what I said earlier, um, I really like him. He's going to be a day one plug-in starting running back at all three downs. He has it all. Probably the best, like you guys mentioned, running back prospect since Saquon. Mm -hmm. And I have a hard time coming up with other running backs of the last decade that have been graded higher than him. Yeah. Just hope we can stay healthy and we can get a nice full season out of him because, again, the big name last year was Brees Hall and he was looking amazing and then had to go down there, unfortunately. But if we can get a full season of Bijan right away, then I think that'll be fun for everyone. And uh, we'll see. I haven't looked too much into the teams that can take him yet, but uh, it'll definitely be a good fit somewhere and it'll be nice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number I should say I was going to skip you again. Go ahead. <laughs> so my number three pick, my QB one, 
uh, Bryce Young. Uh, and honestly, we, we've been over this. There's nothing about his ability that, that's, you know, giving me any concerns. Uh, if he were, let's just say, three inches taller and weighed 20 more pounds, he would be like one of the best prospects we've seen in the last 10 years yeah. or something. He's, yeah. he's that good. People are comparing him to – to Steph Curry, which doesn't even make sense because they don't even play the same sport. <laughs> that's, how, that's how great of a prospect he is. But, I mean, the only thing is he just doesn't have uh, the size. Kyler was thicker and probably a bit taller than him. But Kyler was also, like, a an insane athlete, top 10 baseball pick, um, really, really good runner, strong arm. Bryce Young – Decent NFL arm. He's not as athletic as Kyler, so it's you know, I mean, not even close. I'll be honest, but but yeah, I mean the top, the 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 ability is there. We just don't know if he can do it against grown men. And like I've said before, he's 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 tiny. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So for my quarterback at uh, the number three spot, I got CJ Stroud. I'm like pretty confident that he should be the top quarterback off the board. And uh, I'm pretty sure that he's going to be the fourth quarterback off the board uh, just because of how like the, the NFL execs like to think. And uh, I mean, there hasn't been any recent evidence of any Ohio state quarterbacks being top 10 picks in, uh, in the last <laughs> couple decades, at least. So, um, I mean, I can't believe that uh, fields wasn't a top 10 pick. But anyways, uh, like you were saying, Fields is probably a better prospect than C.J. Stroud. But um, when it's all said and done, I think he just got uh, – he's, he's going to be a safe player. And, again, just I don't see him being a bust. He has got the highest floor for sure. And uh, I do think he's got some of that it factor. I think he had – a stunning game against Georgia. It's really too bad they couldn't pull that one off because mm -hmm. I think I think they probably deserved to to come away with that one, and then they ultimately probably would have won the whole thing because it was really just whoever was going to win that game was going to shit kick TCU. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, if I was picking, I would pick him in the top five, and uh, he's my QB one. There you go. Uh, okay. So the last two prospects here, I don't think it's any shock that we all have the same top two. I think maybe order might change, but I'm just going to give my two and number one right now, since we all have the same guys. So I have Jalen Carter, number two, right now, Will Anderson, number one. Um, really the only difference between the two in my ranking is I value edge players a hell of a lot more than I do defensive tackles right now. I think there are so many good defensive tackles in the league and they're so easy to find right now. Like Jalen Carter is going to be a phenomenal player. So is Will Anderson in my mind, but edge is a harder position to find. So I have Will Anderson at number one, Jalen Carter, number two, but really you could flip flop the two of them. They're both the best prospects in this draft by far. Yep, I have the uh, same idea, but I mean, I did still change and put Carter at my number one and Will Anderson number two, 
it's really just depends on how you want it. You want it on the inside or you want it on the outside? Because Will Anderson, really good, really good uh, bendy, twitchy athlete. I mean, I have no doubts that he'll come out of the box a top, uh, sorry, a, like 10 sack season type of guy. Like that's how good and talented he is. Jalen Carter, again, another really talented, gifted athlete, really, really good hands. He's going to be a really, really good pass rusher in the NFL. So, I mean, it just comes down to preference. I just mm-hmm. prefer Jalen Carter inside as opposed to, you know, Will Anderson on the outside. But like you said, you, can, you can't go wrong with either one. Yeah. Again, yeah. I'm, I also got Carter at one. Uh, I just think right now, and this is just kind of how I look at the defensive players in the league, I think it's harder – right now to find an elite defensive tackle than it is to find an elite edge. That's just how I see it. Look, I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of good edge players. I think you can make an argument that there's uh, four or five different edge players that you can have as the top edge player in the league. Right now, I think it's undisputed that there's one person at number one in the league. And I don't think for IDL, there's like a, a group of maybe like five or six that are really, really solid, but I think it kind of drops off from there. So I kind of disagree with you seeing that there's a lot of strong IDL talent in the league. I don't personally see it. Um, okay. Well, sorry. Cause I'm just going to no, Cause this is actually good that we can talk about this now. Cause off the top of my head for defensive tackles, Aaron Donald. So you think of edge players right now, and I'm just going to list off defensive tackles quickly. Aaron Donald, Chris Jones, Quinnen Williams, Dexter Lawrence, uh, Christian Wilkins, DeForest Buckner, uh, Derek Brown. I really like a lot now. Yeah, but these uh, guys now, 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 now you're, 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 you're. I think you're, now you're, I once I got to Derek Brown, but I think yeah, and I feel like I'm missing uh, Eric Armstead too on the Niners. Like, you said Quinnen Williams. Yeah, Quinnen Williams, yeah. yeah Dexter me. Lawrence, all those guys. Yeah, because so it's like, again, like yeah, like. A, I think Edge, you go Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons. Garrett uh, can be there. Watt can be there. People can say Max Crosby, and I wouldn't be pissed because I think Max Crosby's that good. I um, think so, too. The, and then, like, the next flock of, like, Edge players, uh, there's just, like, you, I think you find a lot of very productive Edge players uh, more than you can find very productive defensive tackles. And, like – I'll do a deep dive on that at some point. Yeah. We'll see. I, that's just the way I see it. I like mm-hmm. think that Carter is just going to be such a rock star inside and can have like you. You look at you look at the the even the Super Bowl. Uh dude, like Chris Jones is such a difference maker. To to think of getting a guy like a Chris Jones, I understand you want to have a, a Nick Bosa on your team and uh, and a TJ Watt and all these guys. I don't know necessarily if the Chiefs are a better team having a Nick Bosa than they are having a Chris Jones on their team right now. I think it's probably about the same, if we're really being honest. Just crunches up the run game right in the middle, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, those are the top 10 prospects for now. Again, once the combine comes out, I'm sure it's going to switch everything up. But, uh, okay, let's get into QB carousel talk. So, Basically, how this is work, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I got thirteen teams that are 
in the QB market for this offseason, not all of these teams are going to get a good quarterback. We can just say that right now. But uh, let's start off with the team that should be picking number one overall, but they're not because they won a meaningless game in week 18. Uh, Houston Texans. I think it's all safe to say that they will be drafting their quarterback of the future. Who do you guys think it's going to be? I personally think that, I don't know. I want to say that they're going to pick Bryce Young, but I think if there's a couple teams where if they trade ahead, but I like Bryce Young to the Texans. I think that's probably their best fit. I don't know if he even makes it to them because I think he's probably going to be the first overall pick, but I like the Texans getting Bryce Young. I too have the Texans taking uh, Bryce Young. Uh, draft order, I'm not sure. We won't get into that too, you know, just just now. But uh, whether it be at one, two, or whatever, I do think uh, the Texans are going to walk away with Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. So they can do two things here. I'm kind of stuck. I'm going to be different and just throw a different scenario out. Um, I'm thinking they actually go with one of Carter or Anderson at two um, and just go with a veteran QB and bomb for Caleb Williams. Yeah. Yeah. I think they can do that. Try and get Jimmy G for a year uh, and kind of roll with that. I think there's been some connections to at least the Texans and having him fill in for a season. Uh, Does Jimmy G give you probably too much upside to be not the worst team in the NFL? Maybe, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think D'Amico Ryans is going to want his his guy right off the bat uh, on the defensive end. So I think they'll actually – I think they'd be wise to trade back and just get more assets, to be completely honest, if someone's really QB needy. Um, but if they're going to stick around at two, I think they'll have their pick at Anderson or Carter, however uh, they want to operate. Uh, I think that could be a, a choice. So right now I have just – on this list, I have Jimmy G slotted in for the Texans. I don't mind that take. I think that the Texans are a team that really have holes everywhere. And yeah, if they pick Bryce Young, he's going out there week one with no one, no help whatsoever. So maybe it's for the best. They pick a defensive player, punt on the year, and then because I think the QB class going into next year is very, very good, but they're way far away from talking about that. Uh, Let's move on, though, to a team in the same division, the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit. This just seems like a team that's going to draft Will Levis. I feel like Jim Irsay has probably a little too much power with that team right now. I get he's the owner, and he literally does have all the power, but... This just seems like a Colts pick that they're going to fall in love with the QB with the strong arm, and that's just about it. And Will Levis is going to be their guy. Yeah, I mean, the way that uh, Jim Mercer has been trolling lately, if any of you guys have have seen it. uh, Yeah. You know, he's just trolling the Bears, talking about, like, trading up or talking about how he likes Bryce Young. It just – I mean – Jim Jim Mercer is his own guy, very different dude. Uh, I don't think he would be trolling enough to the point where he's just openly, you know, giving everyone uh, his plans. So uh, I do agree with that. I do also have them taking Will Levis. 
again, will this be at number one? Will this be at number four? You know, number three, who knows? Uh, but as of right now, I think uh, Will Levis makes a ton of sense because, you know, you don't have to start him right away. You want to sit him for a year, um, retool that offensive line. I mean, they've lost some pieces over the years. So, uh -huh. yeah, I mean, I really like that. Uh, I'm going to kind of give two answers here because I think it's just going to be a combo package. So I do think they draft Will Levis, but I do also think that they signed Sam Darnold to be kind of that starter at the beginning and to see like how quickly Levis catches on. Um, but I don't know, Darnold just, I think there's been connection in the past with his name kind of floating around the Colt circles. And I think they'll want to give him a go just to be, that stop gap. I do think that the Colts are going to have to sign someone, uh, uh, some sort of oh. fit. Yeah. Yeah. So whether it be Darnold or whether it be, I don't know, the million other backups that can probably still start in this league, but uh, okay. Let's go to an NFC South team here. Uh, Bay Buccaneers. They had, you know, they had their three years of Tom Brady. And he's gone, and now they're back to one of the bottom feeders of the league. So right now, the only quarterback they have is Kyle Trask, and I don't even know if they want to upgrade. I think they're just going to kind of roll with Kyle Trask, and they're going to be one of these teams that punt on the year, tank, and hope that they have a chance at Caleb Williams at number one next year. But yeah. I think it's, yeah, the Bucs are going to be terrible and Kyle Trask is going to be their QB1 somehow. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you in the sense where they're going to punt on their season. Um, but the way I have them punting on the season is a little different than just rolling out Kyle Trask. Uh, my idea of them punting on the season is what I chose for them to do, and that is to sign Baker Mayfield. And they can just bring them out there. You know, he can have his fun, do whatever the hell he was doing in Carolina this year, and uh, I think the Bucks would be more than happy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to bring it down even another notch from uh, from Baker Mayfield. Um, I think there was a connection. I, I forget why it was exactly. Uh, who did the Bucks get for OC? Uh, Dave Canellas or something, was it? Was it the guy? I forget his name. The Seahawks? But... Yeah, so uh, Drew Locke's a free agent. Uh, they don't have a lot of cap space. <laughs> uh, oh my God, I think I think they might really just roll out some sort of combo like Trask and Drew Locke, have them do a quarterback battle, and just be atrocious be. next year. <laughs> they man. have they have negative fifty five million in cap space. They need to start dumping contracts, and they need to do it quickly, unless they're going to try and. Look, I, I saw some stuff about oh yeah, Derek Carr going to the the Bucks. Absolutely not. They have no cap space to sign Derek Carr. That's not happening. Um, unless they do the, some some Saints magic, but it, it just doesn't make sense. I think you just got to absolutely punt on the season, get rid of some vets. I would honestly trade Mike Evans, try and get uh, look, and he's he's on the on the back end of his career too. I'm not saying that he's washed or anything, but it's probably like the highest price you're going to be able to get for a guy like Mike Evans, try and get out of that ahead of time and uh, literally just chop everyone. It's not worth it next year. 
Um, so yeah, I think they can just put in literally a guy like Drew Locke to hang out there and see if he can do anything. Maybe he learned uh, a ton behind uh, Geno Smith and made a role now. God, that would be absolutely true. Like going from like Tom Brady to a QB battle of Kyle Trask and Drew Locke. Like, yeah, it's it's going to be rough for Bucks fans coming First up this year. Uh, I'd like to see that. <laughs> yeah. Noted Chiefs fan Moob wants to yeah. see the Bucks uh, <laughs> be terrible. Uh, okay. We'll move, keep going now. Uh, this one really isn't official yet. They're technically not in the QB market, but I think Lamar is good as gone from the Ravens. Uh, so Baltimore. Again, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, hey, Tyler Huntley is a Pro Bowl quarterback, so they could run it back with him. I don't see that happening though. Uh, Big Snoop. God, it would be it would be ridiculous though if they trade Lamar and then draft Anthony Richardson, and I think that's something that exactly that they would do. So I got Anthony Richardson being the Ravens' new quarterback going into next year. Move before you go, just because I hope you don't have the same take as well. I have Anthony Richardson slaughtered into the Ravens as well, just because I think it's just going to be absolutely hilarious how they're going to recycle Lamar and then just try again doing the same thing. But uh, that's all I have to say there. I don't think it's going to work out. I think uh, there's QB needy teams that have a lot of uh, assets that will make this happen. Uh, I'll talk about that team when we get down the list. Uh, but I think I, I, I'm locked in on one spot where I see Lamar ending up, and uh, it's not Baltimore. So, yeah, I mean, I went to uh, to be boring here. I mean, uh, they're getting a new OC. I mean, uh, Todd Munkin's going to run a legitimate like NFL type of offense, and it's not going to be like some high school shit that the Ravens have been running since they got Lamar. Uh, so, I mean, I just want really boring Lamar Jackson. I mean, they could go the route of getting, like, another mobile quarterback and, you know, doing that whole thing like like they do with running backs and just recycle them, but do that with, like, mobile quarterbacks. That'd be kind of funny, but, I mean, I don't see that happening. I just no. have Lamar. And, I mean, yeah. It, it's fair because the Ravens should be doing everything in their power to keep him on their team. And if he ends up leaving, I think that that's a huge oversight by the Ravens because I still love Lamar so much. Top five quarterback in the league, hands down. Uh, AFC North. Go on to the next. They're gonna want to. They're gonna want to get a big boy in the building. So that's why I think uh, Richardson fits that fits that build of a of an AFC North quarterback, unlike some of the other. Uh, quarterbacks in that division right now very fair uh, okay we'll keep going though uh, las vegas raiders so moving on from Derek carr i think only uh jared stidham is the only quarterback available on that roster he is definitely not qb1 going into next year um i think they're gonna trade for aaron Rodgers. i think that mark davis is getting older i mean he I don't think he actually shaved his head because now I think that hair was a hair piece the entire time. And I don't know how I didn't catch <laughs> on to that, but he's getting older. Doesn't have a lot of money. It's just, let's just try to go for a Super Bowl. You get Aaron Rodgers, 
I think that offense would be very scary with him behind there. So Aaron Rodgers is the Raiders quarterback next year. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that happening. I feel like the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes comes down ultimately two teams. I didn't have it that way. I mean, I had, and this is really boring because everyone's been talking about this for a while now, Jimmy Garoppolo to the Raiders because of the the connection with um, uh, Josh McDaniel. So, I mean, boring and, like, you're basically getting another version, another variant of Derek Carr, but, I mean, hey, get guys that you're comfortable with. I mean, I think Ziegler is the, the GM there or something, I believe, and he's also a Patriots guy. So whatever, let's just get a Patriots reunion going on in Las Vegas. Yeah, uh, again, I'm just broken broken record, just copying Jason here, but I think it's going to be the Raiders. Um at the end of the day, the steam's kind of dropped off. Uh, Rogers went on his uh, his darkness wilderness tour, and we haven't heard too much uh, too much since about him. Uh, there's just been way too much steam about uh, the Jets and their belief in Derek Carr. That I think they'll. I mean, we'll talk about the Jets in a bit, but I think uh, it'll come full circle. And at the end of the day. Uh, Devontae Adams will be paired back up with Aaron Rodgers and uh, they're just, they're going to be a good team that falls short of expectations because I don't believe in the Raiders or Josh McDaniels. So they can trade for Rodgers and I, I don't really care. It's I'm not moved. Good for them. And uh, see you uh, next year. Yeah. Okay. Uh, keep moving along. Uh, Washington commander also in desperate need of a quarterback. Carson Wentz is still on the roster. He is 100% going to get cut and Mm -hmm. will never probably start again in the NFL. Uh, But I think we all have the same quarterback here. It's going to be Sam Howell. They've already said that he's QB1 going next year. They'll probably add some sort of vet backup for him, but I think the job's his. And he was QB1 at some point, was supposed to be a top 10 pick, top five pick in the draft. And he fucking fell to what the fifth round or something like that. Yeah, fifth round. Yeah, some so I don't know. Th- this is this is a very talented Commanders offense. I guess let's see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, I I tweeted this earlier today. I had I completely for might have been yesterday. I completely forgot they won eight games and they went five hundred. They went eight eight and one this year, which is insane given their quarterback situation. But their offense is really talented. They have some good running backs. They have some really good wide receivers, solid offensive line, talented mm-hmm. defense, although they're not getting production from, you know, Chase Young. But it's a story for another day. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Sam Howe could do some things. Like you mentioned, high pedigree. He was supposed to be this highly touted quarterback in the draft. Fell, had, had a really bad year, fell. I mean, he did lose a lot of weapons in colleges last year, but – it is what it is. Happens. So, yeah, we'll see. I do have Sam Howell, like you said, um, and uh, I think he has a good chance of starting the whole season. Yeah. I also have uh, Sam Howell. Um, as for kind of vet quarterbacks, I didn't do too much of a deep dive, but I think it would be a pretty good situation for uh, – I don't know if his contract is actually up yet, but it just gives me like an Andy Dalton kind of vibe 
to throw someone like that. I think he's a free agent. I think if he's a free agent, I think that's a good like spot for him to go. Uh, just because he's had pretty good history now with uh, the Young Bucks and just kind of being there for them. Uh, he's so a nice we'll guy. Yeah, good, good, good lad, uh, Red Rifle. So I, I kind of had him <laughs> slaughtered in, but I, I never actually validated that he was a free agent. But if he is, then I'm going to stick with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, next team up, uh, the New York Jets. So this was a team where... I thought it's going to be Jimmy G. It's going to be Jimmy G. It's going to be Jimmy G. They fire Mike LaFleur. He's now the Rams offensive coordinator. So that Niners offensive system isn't really there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Sal is still the coach Niners before, but defensive guy doesn't really matter. Uh, So I have it between two quarterbacks right now, Derek Carr. And for some reason, interested in Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I'd be happy with either of those guys playing for the Jets because not worried. Uh, but yeah. at the end of the day, I do think it's going to be Derek Carr. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like it's Derek I got, Carr. I got Derek Carr as well. Um, Warren Sharp put out a hilarious stat about Derek Carr playing in cold temperature. Uh, it didn't include everyone. Well, it had total, to have. Yeah. It had to have a minimum uh, pass attempt. So it was kind of just guys that have been around for the last. Um, at least more than the past three seasons. So you didn't see any guy, uh, Burrow, Tua, uh, Hurts, all those guys weren't on this list. But Derek Carr was next to Joe Flacco for EPA per play in the bottom corner of the chart when it came to playing cold weather. Uh, they seem to believe that he's going to bring them over the top. I think it's hilarious. And uh, I think it would just be very Jets to – to bring in a guy like that and have him be equally as disappointing as, uh, I don't know, he's not going to be as bad as Zach Wilson, but uh, I think he's going to be a major, uh, a major disappointment if they do bring him in. And uh, I kind of hope they do because, uh, yeah, F. Derek yeah. Carr. So, you know, I think, yeah, like I, I, I just love Jet fans on Twitter talking about Derek Carr, like he's like their next great quarterback. And it's just like, They've had to deal with so much shit over the last, I mean, like multiple decades. I don't think the Jets have ever had like an elite quarterback. You wouldn't say, oh, Joe Namath. No, Joe Namath sucked. Like he's a Hall of Famer, but holy shit, was he a bad quarterback. (laughs) Saying this, never watched any of his tape, but whatever. But yeah, like Derek Carr is going to be a massive improvement for the Jets, but... I would be a massive improvement over Zach Wilson, the quarterback. I'm not joking. It's like real? football aficionado, but <laughs> yeah, I, think, I don't know. I think I'm the only one that had Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets out of mm-hmm. the three of us, if I'm not mistaken, which is like dream scenario for them. Would make sense. You know, he'd go to a large market, nice city, but I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is a weird dude. Maybe he doesn't like that. Um, Maybe he'd much rather prefer like some shit random city in the middle of nowhere, yeah, or whatever. But but yeah, I do have Aaron Rodgers. He'll be the greatest uh, quarterback to have ever played for that franchise, like by a large margin. And I'm not talking about like historically. Like I'm talking about him right now as a 39, 40 year old quarterback would be the greatest. Yeah, to be the. And maybe the second one would be friggin' Brett Favre, who's around the same age too. So that's that's I mean, the state of Jets football right there. 
That would be yeah, that would be so weird if I mean he does and he follows that same Brett Favre career path where and then Jordan Love's gonna be the new Aaron Rodgers, which would be absolutely nuts. But uh yeah, we'll keep going here. Uh, I got the Tennessee Titans up next. So this was a team where I thought, and I mean, they're talking about it. They could move Tannehill for the right price. His cap hit's not bad. Uh, I think he's 36 mil cap hit, 18 mil dead cap. So the Titans can move on from him rather easily. Uh, but I don't I don't know. I'm also thinking it's like, okay, could they punt on the year, go with Josh Dobbs and see what Malik Willis can maybe develop into? Or do they just run it back with Tannehill and just... It is what it is. I think they're going to end up running it back with Tannehill. I think they can make enough cuts on the roster to get that cap space that they do need because I think they're minus 23 mil right now. So I think they just need to cut Taylor Lewan and Robert Woods and they're already above the cap. So plus I think think Bud Dupree is also going to get cut as well. I think he has a $20 million cap hit, which is absolutely nuts. But Titans, I think they're just going to run it back with Tannehill and we're going to get the exact same season that we got this year from them. It's fair. I mean, I struggled to find a place to put Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I do think his days in uh, Tennessee are are, uh, numbered. And I kind of went off the board a little bit with this pick. So... um, I think that the next starting quarterback for the Tennessee Titans is going to be uh, Cam Newton. Cam Newton? Yeah. Who who hasn't played in the NFL since... You're such uh, a fraud. <laughs> Stop tripping. God, man. Okay, who'd you actually pick? What's that? <laughs> no, I just put Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. that was was outrageous Uh, here I'll spice it up a bit I think uh, the Titans are going to select uh, a quarterback that's going to fall in the draft process CJ Stroud Um, I think they've seen enough right now out of Malik Willis that they're not ready to move on to him I think they'll just be able to keep him in the system and see what happens Um, but I think CJ Stroud uh, will be a good fit for them. Again, uh, Rabel is an Ohio State guy, and I think they just need to just do something new here. They're not going anywhere with Ryan Tannehill. I don't know if – I don't think any team in the NFL should be giving away draft capital to acquire him at that cap hit. He should really no. just end up getting cut. And I don't think this – I don't even think they'll benefit from keeping him on the roster to mentor a guy like uh cj stroud you have willis you have dobbs and then you can have stroud let them figure it out even if dobbs plays for a bit even if you want to get willis some playing time at the start of the year i don't know how you really want to approach it but Mm -hmm. i think this is a good opportunity for him where they'll find a sliding prospect uh they do have a new uh gm and i think they'll just want to kind of start fresh with a new kind of approach as to how they're Mm -hmm. going to look so i got stroud there right now okay uh, let's go back to the NFC South here with the Carolina Panthers. Spills, you just talked about CJ Stroud. This is where I have CJ Stroud going. I think that the Panthers need a quarterback. I don't think any of these vet 
quarterbacks move the needle for me enough to give them a contract if I were the Panthers. Like the Panthers have a Super Bowl contending roster. If they just get that quarterback position right, they're going to be a very good team. Signing Derek Carr, signing Jimmy G does nothing for you in my mind. You might make the playoffs. I mean, the division's complete dog shit, but I think the Panthers are going to go after their quarterback, and I think they're the quarterback that they want is C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I think they're also going to take a quarterback in this year's draft. Which quarterback will that be? I'm not too sure because they're in the position where they can get the fourth quarterback or the third quarterback, or they can move up to get the first quarterback or the second quarterback. So really any of those top four guys could be going to Carolina. Uh, for that reason, because I've already said Bryce Young and Will Levis, I've picked them other places. That leaves me C.J. Stroud and uh, Anthony Richardson. Now, although I think they might draft one of the two, I would still pencil in Sam Darnold as the week one starter. I think they'll re-sign him and start him week one. Uh, so I guess it would be kind of like a combo pick. So I would take Sam Darnold as well as C.J. Stroud. So those are going to be the two guys. It could be that or Sam Darnold and Anthony Richardson. But ultimately... Sam Darnold and C.J. Stroud is the two that I'm leaning towards. Uh-huh. Um, Panthers, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got Bryce Young. Um, I think the Panthers can feel it. And I really think they're in a position now where I, I don't know their total draft capital situation, and it may not be a wise thing to do. I think if there's any team that's kind of sitting outside of the top five right now that can trade up with Chicago for that first pick, I think that even if it's not them, even if it's uh, – I think Arizona could trade back. Arizona's horrible and can really just move out of that spot. They don't need a pick in the top three. They have a lot of holes to mm-hmm. fill. Uh, I think the Panthers are a top candidate to move into that top three, whether it's with uh, one of those two teams or even Houston for that matter. Um, and then I think they'll they'll end up with Bryce Young again. Um, they got some incredible playmakers over there, and I think they have the best offensive line right now, as I kind of noted out earlier, to have a chance for Bryce Young to succeed. So I think they'll end up being their play. And as for who they're going to keep, like, sure, they could probably keep a guy like uh, Donald on the team, but yeah, it will kind of just be someone to – uh, fill the void for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep moving on. Another NFC South team. Basically, every NFC South team needs a quarterback this year, which is nuts. Uh, but yeah, the Falcons. Uh, this is the team I have trading for Lamar Jackson. I think that would be so much fun. You put him in offense, good offensive line, amazing run scheme. I mean, got CPAT back there, Tyler Algier, such a underrated rookie season, 1,000-yard back, uh, Kyle Pitts, Drake London. You put Lamar Jackson in there, that's a lot of fun to have on offense. And I think the Falcons might be desperate enough to try to make that move. So, And they should make that move because Lamar Jackson is fucking phenomenal. So they came in the picture last year for Deshaun Watson. That's how much they wanted to get one of these top guys. And it never made sense last year because they didn't have the cap space and they couldn't afford him. And they were still quite a few, not that I'm not saying that they're there, but they were even more away 
where it just didn't make sense to go get a quarterback yet. They have $56 million in cap space. They can afford him. Uh, and they have the seventh overall pick. So I think the he'll be traded to the Titans or to the Titans, to the uh, Falcons. It'll include that seventh overall pick, which Ravens will then use to select Richardson, which I kind of alluded to earlier. Um, yeah, I know uh, that type of offense. I think he'll just have a lot of success. And uh, isn't Lamar from Atlanta? Yeah. Oh, no, no, he's from no, he's from Florida. Florida. He's from Florida, yeah, but still. So closer to home. Uh, it's closer to home. And, uh, yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun. And that would make them uh, – more competitive. I wouldn't make them an instant favorites just because I just really think highly of the Panthers roster as it stands, but it'll kind of uh, give them an extra uh, boost to be contenders in uh, the NFC. Definitely. I mean, I, he's, he's like a really good candidate to go to the Falcons. I didn't, I don't think they will because it's so hard to, to make a trade for one of these top guys. Like, Almost impossible yeah. with the draft assets that you have to shell out, and I and I'm not so sold that they're gonna move off of him. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, uh, could happen if if they do without giving up any players and it's just picks, they'll be a very dangerous team. Now, will they be able to sustain that team for a while because with, they'll be missing some picks? Who knows? Um, but yeah, it would be a very good team. I'm glad that won't happen but if it does i mean i mean it is what it is we're gonna smoke them anyways so i haven't desmond, desmond ritter so i mean I Sorry, would love who's, to who's we what the carolina Panthers. I, mean, I need to grab the jersey or something now yeah, yeah yeah you really do i'm just getting uh mixed thoughts here but proceed well yeah De- desmond ritter uh, so I don't know if all these picks that I've made for the NFC South is kind of like me projecting and hoping uh, that this is the route that it goes, but I have them with Desmond Ritter, who's, uh, you know, not very good. So this guy's just projecting a pile of shit for everyone in the <laughs> NFC South. Baker Mayfield, the star in uh, uh, Tampa. And then Desmond River for Falcons, and then Saints coming up. Will, uh, I have another name for that as well. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, Saints are the next team I have listed. Uh, you say so this was a team that... the Saints, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Saints. This is a team that tried to trade for Derek Carr before he got cut. Obviously, they have interest there. Uh, the Jets team is just in a much better situation. That's why I think Derek Carr is going to go there. Uh, and I have Jimmy G going to the Saints because he's kind of the last QB I have available that still a starter level quarterback. I don't know if he goes there. There's really not that much of a market for a Jimmy G type of guy right now, if I'm being honest. But Jimmy G to the Saints. That's kind of my shot right now. Yeah, there's a few like obvious selections, and uh, yeah, if he just kind of falls in there, then he falls in there. So, yeah, uh, Saints, I have uh, Baker Mayfield just because I think there's been some connection to uh, <laughs> and then I think they also want to add, uh, I mean, the fact that they brought in Derek Carr, I, I, I really think the Titans are going to move off Tannehill, and I think they can 
it would just be kind of hilarious to have both those guys in there and see whoever can go ahead and get the job. How are they going to pay everyone? I don't know. They'll probably find a way because they've already started it, cutting a, a restructuring Eric McCoy. So they're already down to yeah. 48 million. And in two weeks time, they'll probably have uh 25 million in cap space. So I have I no know. idea why the saints are like, they keep trying to win. Like just bottom out, be terrible and start yeah. rebuilding. It's like it's start trading off assets. No, like you don't need to be, like, like if they end up getting like a Derek, like if they end up getting Derek Carr, it's just like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Your team is not good enough anymore to try and contend. But whatever, Saints are good yeah. as Saints. So yeah, Baker Baker Tannehill is my combo there. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, I have the Saints going after Derek Carr again. Would love to see that. I mean, he had a really good situation in Las Vegas. You have the leading rusher in the NFL. You have Devontae Adams. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say Darren Waller too much because, I mean, I think his name like is, is bigger than his production at this point. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he does have talented players. The offense line wasn't great, but you still have to produce more than what he did. Uh, and, and I think the Saints going after Derek Carr will be like a monumental disaster. Like, I mean – I don't know how you can see what he did in Las Vegas this year and have any confidence that it's going to work out any better on a team with uh, with less talent around him, like weapons-wise, I should say. Uh, but, I mean, we'll see. I, I would love for that to happen. Our defense will absolutely eat him alive. Um, yeah. He has, He's never seen a, an edge rusher like uh, Brian Burns before, so uh, we'll see. <laughs> Man, like, yeah, I just don't like the Saints. It's literally like their offense going to next year. It's just Chris Olave, and like they got like a decent offensive line, and Alvin Kamara is going to be suspended for more than half the year, probably. So, I don't know why any quarterback would want to sign. Do you think he's going to be suspended for that long? Definitely. I I have no idea. It would be so NFL to give him a four-game suspension. I think it's (laughs) like going to be six or something, six to eight, maybe six. I I I think think six is going to be. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, so that's it. And then, uh, Michael Thomas is, I don't even know what's going to happen with him, but uh, do you see him call out the uh, the NFL medical staff? <laughs> yeah, god, he's such a uh, mess. Yeah. The Saints, yeah. Well, we'll be able to see how the Saints can get out of their cap situation again this offseason because they always do, but uh, we'll keep it rolling. Green Bay Packers, so. I think we all agree that Aaron Rodgers is going to be somewhere else this offseason or next season. So Jordan Love's going to be the guy. There's a lot of glowing reviews about Jordan Love like this coming season. And I don't know. But see what he can do. I mean, the Packers, I mean, it's been a circle with them. They get Brett Favre, Hall of Fame career. Draft Aaron Rodgers in the first. Aaron Rodgers sits behind, waits, waits, waits. Favre moves on, and then Aaron Rodgers Hall of Fame career. And now it's Jordan Love's turn. I don't know. I think that he's in a good situation. That's all you can really say. He's a first round pick for a reason. He does have a lot of talent. I don't know. I'm I'm very interested to see what he looks like next year. Yeah, we'll see. I mean. Uh, they're going to have a decision coming up in the next couple of uh, months about his fifth-year option, and they're going to have to pull the trigger before he even 
is the full-time starter. So we'll see. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if he balls out, um, he's probably going to get extended, you know, be that long-time quarterback for the Packers. But it's, it's really all or nothing for him this year. I do think that, uh, you know, he's going to be a starting QB. I mean, I don't think they have much options, right? Like, because they're not trading no. Aaron Rodgers and then trading Jordan Love as well. So, so yeah, we'll see. I'm so not I sure. just quickly went on off the cap or sorry, over the cap, just to go to the Saints to see how they can uh, keep all their players and restructure all the contracts. They can clear up $75 million by restructuring eight players. <laughs> so they'll probably just restructure Cam Jordan, Lattimore, Ramchick, Pete, uh, Jameis. Haven't they already restructured Lattimore? Yeah, they're just going to keep – yeah, they're going to they're yeah, gonna continue restructuring. Keep, keep restructuring. Uh, Tyron Matthew. Uh, it says they still have Jameis on the books. Yeah. Yeah. That? I, I think he's still there, but, I mean, they could just I, I don't know what Jameis is at this point. Yeah. Taysom Hill, they're going to add another uh, three voided years on his – Is Taysom Hill's contract still, like, like an insane number? No, he only has a $14 million cap hit next year. Only, only, yeah. Fuck. For a player that doesn't like, we doesn't have a position, paying only like fifteen no. million, twenty-three million dollar dead cap if they cut him. Oh and like, and what? He probably plays like twenty-five snaps a game. <laughs> Sean Payne's a fucking terrorist. Man. No, they actually they can't they can't cut anyone, <laughs> dude. If they if they cut like Cam Jordan, they're not gonna do that. They're gonna like add twenty-three million. Uh, dude, their books are. They're just gonna have to restructure everyone and pray. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's unbelievable. God. Uh, Jordan Love, now. yeah, is gonna be playing for the Packers next year. You guys got yeah. it all. There's not much to it, and I think they're gonna have a good year. But uh, I think they'll be uh, second place in the NFC North because I think it's uh, all, all all hail Dan Campbell next year. It's it's Lions gold time. Go. I like that. Uh, last team up, the New York Giants. Uh, I think this is a pretty easy one as well. They currently don't have a quarterback. Uh, Daniel Jones is a free agent. Daniel Jones is going to get franchise tagged at some point. I think it's already being reported slowly, not official yet, but mm-hmm. he's going to be their quarterback. I mean, I was talking with Cam and Keeg today where if they were to offer him a four-year, $120 million contract, but fully guaranteed, he takes that. And you get Daniel Jones at 30 mil a year, that's pretty good. Like, especially if he keeps trending the way he is, but I think he's worth it at that low of a cap hit. But apparently he doesn't want that, according to Mike Florio. Fucking and that's why, he changed, uh, that's why he changed the agency he wants... Uh... Want some What's progress there, but yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, me personally, and I'm in the 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 worst gutter when it comes to to quarterbacks. Last couple of years, if he had the season that he just had, I'm still not paying him whatever the hell he wants. Like I've seen Giants fans on Twitter talk about that Florio report, calling Florio all types of names because he said that. He doesn't think he's worth 45 million a year. Like Giants fans legitimately think that he's like, like, you know, that type of like, you know, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, like 
Jalen Hurts, these top guys, like they think that he's a part of that, and you know he should be getting that forty-five plus million a year. I don't know. Maybe I I tag tag him for sure, and then figure it out after. I think yeah, the tag is guys, the thing for them. He doesn't have too much leverage either. Like yeah. I think uh, Jason was pointing out to that earlier. He really doesn't have any leverage. Uh, is he going to sit out on the tag? I don't think he will. I think he'll play. And uh, I think that's just the way that it's going to end up. Uh, the tag's sitting at – did you either of you say it before? 32, when I was thinking, it was 32 yeah. Yeah. Whatever, Which, that's, that's a great 30, cap hit to have at a quarterback. 32 that's $32 million more than you were going to get before the year last year. So uh, just go ahead and uh, run it back, try and take some steps forward even, and then the Giants will be – if they have a similar season to this year – just not not even production wise, I'm saying, but at least just they have the same kind of success as a team. I think they'll kind of be inclined to extend them and just keep it going. Um, or if they're just absolutely garbage next year, which might happen because they really overachieved this year, uh, they could be in the quarterback market again next year. I don't think they necessarily need to give them any sort of a any kind of a deal right now. So. I would just tag him and go. Yeah, like the plan for the Giants should be to find him actual weapons and people not named Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton and random people. Now, Wandale Robinson's going to be nice, though. Wandale Robinson will be nice. Get him. Get him a legit target, though. Keep the running game going. Resign Saquon, whatever. But Daniel Jones, they're going to run it back. I'm interested they, to see how he does. Should they be in the Odell market or no? No. no. I don't know. Um, I think Odell... His name his name at this point, again, exceeds his uh, his production. So I think he's going to be someone looking for 20-plus mil a year and might give you like $8 million worth of production. So I'm not sure that's the right move to go. Um. Yeah, my first... like. I mean, we'll probably get to other bold takes later in the year. I think they should really be looking to move that first pick for an established receiver, not using it to draft someone. Uh, and I think a team like the Buccaneers should be listening to offers, whether it's uh, – I, I think they should make a move for Mike Evans personally. I'm interested to see if Mike Evans does get moved because I think that – I mean, we've talked about Hopkins. He's definitely going to get moved from the Cardinals, but – yeah, he's he's a few years older than Evans, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think, he, I think he's a year older. Okay. I, I, I yeah, I have no idea why. I just feel like Mike Evans is still like so much younger than like a guy like DeAndre Hopkins because I feel like Hopkins is still on like Hopkins is trending down, where Mike Evans is probably at like the peak of his career, where he feels like I don't know, he feels like he can still get like a Tyreek or like a or like an Adams type trade back value. So I don't know if that really made sense, but yeah, yeah I know that they are similar type of return is what you're trying to say, but uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Okay. Well, I guess that'll do it for another episode of the cover zero podcast. Uh, first off season episode. I think that went pretty well. I feel like there was a lot to actually talk about. So Happy to have you guys on. I think next week I'm going to try for one of these draft-type episodes. Uh, 
but yeah, I guess we'll see what actually happens in the week of of the NFL. When does the combine actually start? Is it this weekend? February twenty eighth. So I think it's okay. Yeah, so this weekend, something like Monday or next. I think it's next Tuesday. So which okay. is yeah, I'm done. Yeah. Okay. Well. I know after the combine, we'll do like a top five, like risers, like those dudes just, just kind of come out of nowhere who are just like athletic freaks. And we'll talk about those guys. But yeah, you guys have any final notes to, before I end it here? No. Zay Jones is going to be a top 15 pick in the, uh, in the draft. And I'm going to be devastated because I wanted to fall to 21. But I don't think so. Zay Jones? Sorry, fucking uh, Zay Flowers. <laughs> I had a Chibs, had a Chibs moment. There we go. All right, that's a good way to Zay, end it. Zay Flowers, uh, locked up 15 pick. Oh, all right, well, if you've liked this, uh, if you've liked this, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace.